Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My belt sitting over my shoulder. We are live, everybody. Wrestling fans, let's get this show started. Why don't we? Good evening, everybody. We are coming off the heels of the AEW Dynamite show tonight. I have uh, M and Randy joining us tonight and uh, a special guest from our uh, Monday night crew, uh, JD, joining us tonight to talk some AEW. Taking over. (laughs) How are you guys all doing? Good, man. good, Good to be back as always. JD, good to see you. M, look at M and Wayne showing off the merch, yes, baby. Yeah. The blue off that merch. From, my, well, from I, my screen, we got the blue side, and then we got other on the, le- the right hand side. I don't know what's going on. You guys don't have your well, shirts on tonight. What's up with what that? What are you wearing, Randolph? I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't know I dress code. You. I was, I literally just got done chasing the dog and the kid run. on the stairs to get here. Come on, we are going to implement uniforms soon. Exactly, man. You got to wear the colors. <laughs> so blue, baby. So, so wait, we're the blue team. So we're the SmackDown team, and Monday, we're, the guys wear the red shirts. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, that's not a bad <laughs> idea. Oh, wow. Not a SmackDown team here, Randy. I think you just gave Jay a good idea. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. For those of you that are watching or about to watch, we apologize for not having a show on Monday. Unforeseen uh, circumstances with uh, protests going on nearby. Um, so, uh, but we're here. We are back. And uh, an, an exciting show that we had tonight. Um, and ne- next, it just keeps getting better and better, guys, every week. That's what I've been saying, man. I've been doing a couple championship matches tonight. <laughs> I have to admit, it has been pretty good. It has been pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they went they went right at it today. They started the night off with the AEW tag team title match. Kenny Omega and Handmaid Page defended the titles against Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian. So let's get it started. Jay, how about you? <laughs> let's get it started tonight. What did you think of the match? Overall, I think it was a, a really good match. Um, I'm a fan of Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Uh, I don't, you know, Kenny Omega is the 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 best bout machine. So anything he does, you can't go wrong. I mean, I know people complain about him because they're not used to his style because he comes from a, a different style. But as someone that watches all wrestling, I think he's a fantastic wrestler and continues to be remain one of the best in the world. Uh, the only thing I don't like is I don't like this uh, the belts on a not quote unquote tag team. I wish they were a full-blown tag team, and I think it's really going to help having FTR come in and actually help build that real tag team division. But overall, I thought the match was pretty good. I uh, I loved it. I again, this is what you want, and they they made you b- believe that Havoc and Sabian were believably having a chance to beat them, and I think that's what you want to have in any type of real match. You want to make it believable that okay, even though. The logical fan knows they're not going to win the titles here. 
they made you believe that they still had a chance. I know M is dying for Hangman to pull to pull the trigger on the turn it had, already. It was pretty quick cohesive tonight. There may but, have been one little one little yeah. uh, bump in the road early in the match, but they were pretty cohesive for the most part for the, yeah, the last half of the match. But my but my big thing is and to piggyback off of what JD said here. Uh, it, this tag team division is the it was one of the best in all of wrestling, no matter w- what federation or group that you're with. And having two single competitors that can be right now uh, tearing down the house with other single competitors, I, I think it's time. I think they have to do it. I think they should pull the trigger on it. If they don't pull the trigger on the heel turn, pull the trigger on the title change. So some of these other tag teams like Private Party, FTR, uh, the Young Bucks, you, you can go down the line, SCU. You can just Jurassic go down the line. Express. Jurassic Express. All we have so many great tag teams, and Omega and you know Hangman have done a great job. But I think it's time to uh, move to move forward and move past it at this point. I think Omega and um, Hangman would be better served as uh, singles uh, wrestlers right now, just to uh, add depth to uh, the mid card and main event. Um, and then, yeah, hey, listen, AEW's got the most stacked tag team division in the business. Um, so um, I think they want to get to FTR uh, eventually for that. I mean, as we'll talk about later, we plant the seeds. And what did you think of tonight's match? It was a very good match, very physical. And I enjoyed the uh, – I, I was talking to my son earlier, and I was saying how I enjoyed the chemistry between Sabian and uh, Havoc. There was a lot of tagging. There was a lot of double teams. Uh, I think that they they showed that they're they're cohesive as a tag team, uh, and like Randy said, you had that little twinge where it was like, "Hey, are they going to pull it out?" Obviously, they didn't. We didn't expect them to. But to me, the the ending of the match was a little abrupt. Maybe they ran over time. That was my only complaint about that that match. It, it just seemed just it was going, it was going, and then it was over, and it was. It was. It seemed abrupt, and um, it was just a weird way of doing it. And I, I think there was a theme to that tonight. Like maybe the, the their time management wasn't all that it's been lately. Uh, but overall, the match was great and uh, very physical. And I'd love to see those teams go at it again. But you're right. Uh, I think Hangman uh, should be by himself at this point. Uh, Kenny is great by himself, but we. I want to see Hangman. Go solo. I, I'm and like Randy said, I'm dying for this heel turn. Give it to me already, man. Come, come on with the teasing. It, Stop. It, it, it will definitely happen. So we uh, during the match we see Penelope get thrown out. One of uh, Deep Six Pro Wrestling Podcast personal favorites, uh, female superstars Penelope Ford thrown out. Um, Jr. was apparently <laughs> uh, um, disappointed by that. That's like yeah, uh, Jr. in our chat. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, they were um, Omega and Hemme were pretty cohesive, so um, they didn't really tease it too much tonight. Uh, I, I think maybe when they uh, get into a more high, higher profile tag yeah, match, I profile. think that's when you may get your wish, M. But yeah, give it a little time. I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking FTR is going to do it. I'm thinking that's late August or November. Yeah, and I don't, also don't think. <laughs> I also think once they move on from uh, uh, Omega and Hangman. You're going to see Hangman start vying for that TNT title because they're having Cody build it up. And in order for Hangman to get his steam back as a singles wrestler, that's the route he's going to go. Yeah. While Omega's going to go back and move up towards the uh, the world championship. 
and, and which is going to be a win for everybody. And, and don't forget about Darby Allen; he could be in the mix for TNT title shot later. Yeah, but also, but also too, you're forgetting the most one of the most important things about the Hangman heel turn is you, you're going to he's going to open up to have a bunch of different other matches. You know, if, if you guys remember when Bret Hart was turning heel from babyface back around WrestleMania 13, Vince gave him the list. He says, "Here are the heels. Here are the faces. Here are the guys you can work with." You being a heel, you're gonna have a lot more options as a baby. The, the, the baby faces are gonna fight. Hangman's gonna be able to find out. He's gonna be able to have a lot more options because right now, being around the elite, even though it's teasing to the split, he's very limited as as far as the amount of heels he's gonna fight because he already fought pretty much everybody on the heel side already. Right. Yeah. You make a very valid point. I have yeah. one of those every once in a while. Every so <laughs> often, I have to always mark it down. Like the, the, that's one round right? be good. You, you, you filled your quota for tonight. <laughs> and, you, and you wonder why they call you a heel. You <laughs> baby heel life. Heel M. Hashtag heel M. <laughs> the uh, that, the that's next a Twitter th- account. That's his Twitter account. I'm making it tomorrow. <laughs> Hashtag heel M. The ne- the next opponents uh, for uh, uh, Omega and uh, Hangman will be. Uh, the best friends, which I believe will be a fighter fest. So uh, M, we'll see uh, some more build up there. We'll see what happens. I Maybe mean, we'll get a better read off of it, and uh, you know, a little bit down the line. This um, is all I want. So let me ask you guys: Is um, Spears getting a new identity? What's happened to that? We see him in the car with Tully Blanchard. Uh, gives him a gift, opens up the case, and uh, gets receives a glove. He's going to yeah. be Roman Reigns. It's official. <laughs> first thing i thought of i'm like he's gonna superman punch everybody to hell <laughs> it's gonna be bad well uh-huh. i think i think at this point he needs a new character i think they killed him with the with the gimmick stuff they've been giving him uh it's it's time to reinvent i mean he's a he's a fantastic wrestler they just got to find a good use for him and uh reinventing yourself at this point it's, it's not a bad thing I personally think that I love the Sean Spears news. I think they could have played that out a lot more. I thought it was witty. It was comedic. It was exactly what his character needed. And for him to be doing stuff like this with a black glove, obviously we have to see where it's going to go. But I thought the Sean Spears news thing was really, really original, really different. I, I don't know how much shelf life you have with that type of thing, but... I thought it was really, really good, and we'll see where it goes. I thought the thing with Dustin Rhodes at the pay per view was very embarrassing for uh, for him. I thought it didn't put him in a good light. Uh, he needed that win a lot more than Dustin did, so I just didn't understand what was going on there. So this is a to be continued in my eyes. Hey, dude, I- I'm still sticking to it, man. He's the next Roman Reigns. It's gonna be <laughs> awesome. He's gonna stop wrestling. And he's gonna say no, COVID is around. I'm not gonna wrestle. He's gonna go the whole bit, man. You heard Jay it here for anything we'll have to touch up on uh, eventually on like a Monday night or so. Uh, it seems like uh, tensions are simmering down with Roman Reigns and Vince McMahon from what we've been hearing. So, yeah, so but, she's uh, going to be a jobber now. Yeah. He'll be on WWE Superstars. <laughs> yeah. I, Main I, event. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, I got to say this too. Top it out. Why, why would that guy want to come back to work for Vince McMahon when he's making – Five hundred dollars a shot on cameo, doing messages to people. He does six of those a day, seven of those a day. He doesn't have to go back to do this stuff because you get used to a certain lifestyle, man. Five hundred dollars for a cameo is not going to cut it. Yeah, but you do seven of those a day, eight of those a day. 
you don't do seven or eight of those a day. That's how much he charges. <laughs> I, I don't. I honestly don't see that happening seven times a day. It's like what? And and what does he say? It's like, hey, I'm home doing jack shit. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, you look deep. I feel the fellow. I I apologize. <laughs> I, I I just I, I'm I'm here. I'm by my pool. This, this um, is your co- pool, Brad. My my, yeah. my, co- my coworkers are at work right now. I'm I'm at my pool, and uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. he just walks around his yard. Pool. Walks around yeah. his yard, man. This is my yard. I, I'm in my yard right now, clenching <laughs> his fist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, he, he's taking a walk around the block. You know, I, he's got doing this the whole um, time. He's on, he's on, I got to turn my sprinkler on. <laughs> but remember, yeah, he is part yeah, of the he is part of the the Samoan dynasty. You know, he's, oh, exactly. he's family into the Samoan dynasty, so that's why he wants to go back. Because regardless of what he does, he's still going to get car blanche. That's just how exactly. it is. I mean, look at Nia Jax. I mean, I don't mean to get off on the on the WWE thing, but I got to fit it in since I wasn't here on Monday. Uh, <laughs> Nia Jax is going around hurting everybody, but she's still in premier matches. Because she's Basically. part of the Samoan dynasty, so and it makes yeah, the Samoans run the WWE, right? Yeah, so, man. so why leave that when you have everything at your disposal? Yeah, well, that, that goes back to what you just said about hurting somebody. Again, we got we got off a little bit of a tangent here, but Seth Rollins does the same thing. He, he ah. had the reputation of hurting everybody. Hurt, yeah. He retired Sting, hurt Cena, him, hurt Balor. So I'm just saying, and they use it for give and forget. Randy, although when he hurt Cena, he had one of the best lines I've ever heard. It's like, you can't see me. And I was like, all right, you won. <laughs> Great line. I hate you otherwise, but damn, that was a, that was a really good one. I, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Wow, you're taking it back. Yeah, it's like that, that was a, a classic line. You that can't was. get better than that line. I was like, all right, I give you a point for that. I don't like you, but you got it. I, I give you respect. Moving on, we got a, a Brian Cage segment uh, right after his match, a squash match with uh, uh, Sean Dean. He uh, Brian Cage wins with the drill claw. Looked very good tonight. Um, so I, I wanted to uh, ask you, uh, what do you what do you guys think of uh, Brian Cage so far? I like I like Brian Cage, but uh, I don't like this idea of giving him squash matches. I mean, the dude's enormous. He can just go right in. Give him the Lance Archer treatment. That's what he needs. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I Brian Cage and for a lot of the because Impact has not been on a national stage for a very long time. Uh, Brian Cage is coming in as a very big unknown, and Taz is selling him, and Taz really? is helping making him a, a a big name right here with Moxley uh, for Fighter Fest. And I got to tell you something. I don't care what anyone says. If Taz was still able to bet the fight right now. He is still the complete package as far as promos are concerned. Taz is delivering for Brian Cage. And I got to tell you, I can listen to him and Moxie go at each other promo-wise all day. Yeah, and Moxie was impressive tonight, too. He really sold that he was excited to fight and how uh, Cage is on another level. And that's why he does this is to, to fight guys like that. And uh, I, re- I really enjoyed that. I was impressed by by the banter between him and Taz, and it was good, man. Like I'm excited to see it. I know that uh, Tony Khan is excited to have him. Um, so I'm really, really like I, I have no other words. Like I'm really excited to see this match. Fighter Fest, come on! I can't get here quick enough. Taz did amazing on the match tonight. Jay, what did you think of uh, Taz on the microphone tonight? I mean, uh, Taz can talk. You know, it that just, was one it, of the best promos I ever heard from. Yeah, him. absolutely, and and I love Taz. However, 
I feel like this is just a deflated Brock Lesnar type setup. He's got Paul, you know, Brock Lesnar's got Paul Heyman doing all this talking. He just stands there looking mean. Taz is doing all the talking for Brian Cage. He just stands there looking mean. I don't like it. Give Brian Cage the the mic. He can talk. I mean, those who watch Impact knows that he can talk. He can he can wrestle. Let him show what he can do. I mean, I know they have Taz there to build him. And the I get AEW it. marks know that he can talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah all, but all the marks. But but here's the one thing though. Brian Cage might be able to talk, but Taz was be able to sell it because remember Taz is old school enough where he was in a time where when he was with ECW and with even his first part of WWE career, he had to help talk people into the building. Taz could talk people into the building. I'm not sure Brian Cage could. And I think that he might be a little green in that area still. He might be able to talk, but maybe not well enough. And Moxley, look, Moxley, we know, is a very passionate guy about the wrestling business, not the sports entertainment business, the wrestling business. Wrestling. WWE had him look like an idiot on yes. television majority of the time. So now you're going to right now you're seeing what John Moxley is all about as far as being passionate about being in the ring, passionate about promos and seeing that some of his ideas are coming for fruition. He's really is one of the most complete packages that we never really got to see when he was in WWE now showing in AEW. And not not only that, but there's one thing that that I enjoy about AEW and they they use older stars to kind of of give the rub to, to the newer stars. Like if this was WWE, you would get the newer the newer stars jobbing out to the older. And here you it's like a, something else. You have Jake the Snake coming out. You have, he's talking for Archer. You have Taz coming out. He's talking for uh, he's talking for Cage. You know you you have Arn Anderson there for Cody. He doesn't really talk. I'm not really sure what he does, but he's there. <laughs> uh, and you have uh, Sean Spears with with Tully Blanchard. Okay, so that I, one makes no sense either. It doesn't, but you know what? Like I said, he's got the glove. So something's <laughs> brewing. Something's coming up. I have no idea, and I'll have to uh, withhold uh, on it. But the glove is coming. So but that's, it's, his, that's his T-shirt. The glove is coming. Glove. <laughs> I'd buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Right oh, hold on. Oh, one more thing. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I don't mind that uh, Taz is with Brian Cage. But how much more effective would it be if they're both talking? You get Taz to set up the promo, and then you have Brian Cage just come in and say, doesn't have to be anything long, doesn't have to be anything elaborate, but throw his intensity in there with his look, with his style. It'll be a much faster sell than just giving him some green kid to beat up and just have Taz talk. You know, Because it, it, it relates too close to the Brock Lesnar. If they just let him talk just a little bit while beating up on kids, fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. But it could also be like a CM Punk, Paul Heyman thing where CM Punk already has the mic skills. And Paul is just, it's like, you know, CM Punk's the lead singer and Paul Heyman just does the yeah in the background. <laughs> the you have, yeah, he's the hype man, basically. He has the same effect. It has a different effect. Maybe that's what we have here. Again, we just haven't heard Brian Cage talk. And yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe they know something that we don't. And it's just, they're just, maybe they needed to find a better use for Taz because they're rotating a different announcers in and out. Look, Taz is slowly making Brian Cage a contender for John Moxley. Cage is in the ring with Taz on the microphone, and I, th I personally have no problem with this pairing whatsoever. I'm telling you, let's give him a little bit of time because we've only seen them for what, like two weeks. Hopefully, we'll get to that where uh, Brian Cage talks and uh, we have Taz talking as well. Because you you're right, Cage can talk. So I say let them both talk and let them both sell it because it'll be that much more effective in the, in the long run. 
Hold on, M. So let me ask you. So you're advocating for slow burns. You want slow this thing? Mm-hmm. Love the slow burn. I am not used to the slow burn. I come, I, know. From, I come from the Monday nights where there's no such thing as a slow burn. I like. So I want things burn. to happen. <laughs> I, li- I like slow burns, but it depends on how. You know, it's like there's different methods of cooking, and something you got to <laughs> just right. Uh, uh, the, too much flame, you burn it. Not enough flame, it's raw. No, it's problem. like <laughs> it's like you're Hispanic. It's like cooking rice. You just got to let it sit, let exactly. it simmer, get the flavors exactly. in. You gotta let it simmer. Absolutely, M. I know that's why you're enjoying this hangman uh, gimmick right now. This this little burn. Exactly, it's going a little too long for my face. Thank you for reeling us back in, Wayne. Thank you for reeling us back in. Thank you. Tonight we got um, one of the. You know what? Uh, it's not even arguably at this point. It's undisputed that Chris Jericho is one of the best, the best in this business right now. He is on top of the uh, wrestling world, uh, without a doubt. Uh, So Chris Jericho is basically becoming must-see, no matter what he does, every single Wednesday. Uh, But uh, tonight we get uh, Chris Jericho versus Boom Boom Colt Cabana. And uh, I I think we had a pretty good, uh, great back-and-forth match. Uh, But Cabana gets hit with that Judas effect, knocks him out. Colt Cabana, being the good hand that he is, takes the one, two, three, and the loss to Chris Jericho. Um, and then just to uh, expound on it a little more, Jericho calling out. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The uh, baddest man on the planet. And out comes Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Looks like we may get a, a, another match with uh, Orange Cassidy and uh, Jericho. Um, so what did you guys think of this? I, I fully enjoyed uh, Chris Jericho tonight. Oh, uh, <laughs> go, go ahead, JD. You're, you're the guest. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. I lo- Listen, Chris Jericho can have a match with anybody. Uh, the match was pretty good. Um, yeah. To be honest, I didn't watch the whole thing, so I missed some of it. I was kind of moving around. But uh, I like Jericho in this facet. I don't like him like he did last week with a 20-minute talking fest. I, you just lose me. Again, I'm, I'm not used. I don't have that attention span. I'm not used to that. So uh, last week for me was a mess. This week, putting him in a match, uh, it was great. I liked it. I uh, I had no problem with uh, the Jericho Cabana match. Uh, Cabana has been always been known in the independence as a comedy wrestler. Uh, he really can go. If you watch his early matches in Ring of Honor against uh, CM Punk, he really did uh, have some classic matches. Of course, those guys were best friends, so the chemistry was there. Uh, and then, and I sort of agree with what uh, JD said. 
some of the Jericho stuff sometimes does go a little overdrawn. Like uh, M, M and I talked about this a while ago when they teased John Moxley joining the inner circle and they had that big celebration. It just went so long and you're just going, you know, he's going to turn, you know, he's going to turn on him. You know, he's going to turn on him. And it was like 30 minutes of it. And that's over exaggeration. It was like maybe <laughs> 10, but, but still it's like you're his, some of the talking stuff last week was a little too long. Um, but his, you know, it's like, this was good, and I had no problem with Orange Cassidy coming out. We all know that Orange Cassidy is one of my favorites. It's one of M's favorites, too. You know why? Because he could do things with his hands in his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but overall, I, I loved the segment. I thought the match was solid, exactly what it needed to be. Again, you thought that Cabana would have a shot, and then they're setting up the little mini angle to get to Jericho Tyson with Cassidy. And you know, I love the fact that the best friends just picked Cassidy right up and brought him back over the railing, and we're just gonna go take a walk onto the field. <laughs> it was it was smooth. It really was. There's one thing I want to say, Randy. One thing mm-hmm. that I have oh. to remind us about from last week, because the words that you said that still to this day like bother me. <laughs> You said that Mike Tyson wouldn't have would not be recognized by today's youth, and I chastised you immediately. Well, let me rephrase that. I'm saying, as far as when they did the stuff with Austin back in '98, you knew everybody knew Tyson fresh off of boxing and knowing, understanding his fighting. Right now, he if like yes, he has a cartoon. And he was doing some of these other little things. So he doesn't have the reputation as a, of a casual fan of this badass boxer. A lot of people don't know about how Dude, bad he was as a boxer. Did you I, not I, see the, the YouTube hits? Did you not see on ESPN? This is exactly what Tony Khan wanted was the publicity. And he got I'm not it saying I'm not saying he wasn't going to get the publicity. You didn't I'm think just saying guys our age didn't remember when he was badass. I'm not talking oh, about I remember. the I'm not exactly. talking about the guys our age. I'm talking about the newer fans. The newer fans. I'm sure they look, look back. He bit the ear off. Hey, listen. <laughs> I, I I was a baby during the. I was I, I wasn't even born yet during <laughs> Muhammad Ali's prime, and I know he was great. Yeah, exactly. I know Ali's great. I didn't have to live it. It's like boom, by Ali. Mike drop. Can you can you do me a favor? Never do that again, please. <laughs> that was so disturbing in so many different ways. It's gonna haunt me while I sleep. <laughs> My point was that uh, uh, what I said last week was that everybody knows Tyson. No matter how young they are, you know Tyson. This was great for them, and it, it was a rehash from WWE. Yes, but did it did it in uh, uh, its purpose? Was to get oh, publicity, get it, eyes it, on the product, and it worked in spades. Yeah, it worked. I'm just, I agree with Jay that it, it, it took a little too long to get there. Oh, I mean, it took too long, but Jericho's a wizard, man. For me, he could take just a little longer sometimes because the dude can talk. If you can argue with a drone, all right, then I'm watching. Release the hounds. <laughs> Release the hounds. Release out and like little dogs and the chocolate lab comes. I love it. Yeah, the <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you. He can he can talk and and I like 99% of his segments. But what was the purpose of using Mike Tyson? Like I said, bringing eyes to the product. But then yeah, what else? Going. Like like last week ended in the big in the big smash, the big rumble for Did what? Like that's the part up? I didn't get. Is like for what? I think they I want to do Jericho versus Tyson in yeah, a boxing they're, match. They're, they're trying but, to do something. That's why. Because that just reminds me of 
the old WCW gimmick. Like for me as a wrestling fan, it brings me back to the nonsense. You know, this is what I didn't want with AEW. I don't want the nonsense. I don't want the schmazes. I don't want the old WCW. You, you might as well uh, bring back the old writers. Oh, no, no, let's not go that far. <laughs> We're close. We are close. <laughs> I, I honestly so bring in Bruce Pritchard on a Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> from what I heard from Jericho on Saturday, because he does his uh, Saturday night special, I don't know if you, uh, if you guys have ever watched it. it it's it's a good uh, time. He drinks a lot, so and, and he yelled at me because I was watching it one time. <laughs> no, no, because no. <laughs> you were sending pictures of bonfires. So it's like, no, you know what? Go enjoy your bonfires. I'm wa- I'm watching Jericho. Get out of here. So no. <laughs> But uh, he said that they are trying to do something with him. They're trying to uh, work in a match, whether it be a boxing match or a wrestling match. They just have to get him to sign on the dotted line, and then the rest is Jericho's job to make it entertaining. So that's the end goal. What that will be, we don't know because they haven't, they haven't uh, finalized the deal yet. So they are working on something. So this isn't over. But yeah, I get that. But again, they, they have so much momentum right now that they don't need to bring in a Tyson. No, hey, I don't, I'm, a, I'm a wrestling guy. I would rather watch five star matches back to back to back. But listen, Jay, I need to make a point. Listen, a- a- AEW is beating NXT. Okay, big deal. But we they need eyes. On they the need product. to start. That's what it is. Take it's, them seriously. Yeah. They need to start getting in ratings more than Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, but I mean, they're a year old. That's not going to happen anytime soon. Right. But it again, could. there's there's ways it to could. do that. Without, without bringing back terrible storylines. I mean, ways I, totally, to do I that. totally agree. I just this is what it is. This is what they want. They want people to tune in, and it works. I mean, it's sad because I, I complain about this, and and Wayne knows I complain about this all the time when there's like stupid hokey storylines in wrestling. Because I want to watch pure wrestling. Right. Unfortunately, the stupid hokey part is part of wrestling, and and I complain about it weekly. If, if you don't believe me, look at Randy's face. He's like, oh, I'm no, I can vouch for this. I can vouch for this. I've been, I, I've been, uh, I've been hearing it for the last eight weeks now. Yeah, so yeah. I, I complain that I love wrestling. Pro wrestling is is like one of my greatest joys in life. And right now, I feel like a kid again, and and that's something I say every week as well. I feel like a kid again watching this product because it brings me back to the days where I would watch these great matches. Unfortunately. It's also business, and I, 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 as much as I hate it, I have to understand that part of it. And th- this, you can tell right off the bat, it's it's just to get the casual observer excited about a, a new product. They have to get the eyes on it, right? And, but, and but but it sucks. Funny. Don't get me wrong, but but you, but you, I just what, what you just said right there was the key turning point back when WWE and WCW were going head to head. Everyone said, <clears throat> you know, Austin. Tyson and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, I honestly felt the tide turning when Austin and Tyson had that initial meeting on Raw. I felt that was the thing that started the momentum change and that WWE never looked back. It took a little while for them to get there. Now, I'm not saying that this is going to do the same thing for AEW, but I th- having that the the common fan come in and take a look at their product and see an, alt- an alternate product to what the WWE is, because a lot of the WWE fan base has already left them. Not yeah. not only because not only because of the pandemic and you know wrestling in front of fans, but let's let's call a spade a spade. And we've all said this. Well, maybe maybe not Wayne has said this, but I think a lot of us have said this. That's a the shot. Last, the, this is a shot, <laughs> Wayne, because Wayne, you you do come to us asking for watching a lot of WWE. The last five years 
The WWE product has been bad. It has been bad. The, it's the nonsensical, not making sense, promoting the women's revolution, but really only promoting, you know, Becky Lynch became a star by mistake. They didn't even mean for that to happen. They were pushing Charlotte Flair. They're pushing all these different guys. They push Roman Reigns down our throat. They push John Cena down your throat. Look, the end of the day, you want to know why guys like Moxley and CM Punk walked away? It's because it's they the focus is not on the organization and the wrestlers as a whole. They're focusing on two or three people, and they will fit everybody else in. Whereas AEW, I've always said a two-hour show is great because it's easier to cut something else than to have to add in. You're getting just enough. Em and I have said this so many times when watching AEW. You look at your clock, and you can't believe it's already 930 because you're enjoying it and you feel because the show has such a good flow to it. I haven't felt that Monday Night Raw has been in a good flow ever since they moved to three hours, and SmackDown is just on a bad night. You're asking people to stay home on a Friday night when things are normal. Hey, listen, SmackDown just hasn't been good. I'm not well, even worried. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. About the night, it has not been good. Right. But it's been the opposite. When but the night NXT doesn't help. It's been steady. The what, night right, doesn't help. They could have the best creative on on SmackDown, but that Friday night does not help. It. I agree. At, at least have your regular crowd talking good about it. I don't even have hear people talking good about it. Well, no. the thing is though, when they in 2016, when they split the brands again and they had the draft and everything else like that, it, SmackDown was better than Raw. Just like when they did the initial thing with Paul Heyman on one side, uh, you know, writing the show, and like in 2002 when they did the initial draft, SmackDown kicked Raw's ass. And when they did this one in 2016, SmackDown was much more watchable because it was a two-hour show and the writers put a flow together. I'm sorry that we're going to be switched around over to WWE, but I'm just making a point that AEW has the right mix because they're they're okay with not featuring the same guys every week. They're putting more guys on the show every week, whereas in WWE, it's we have to make sure Roman's on there for five segments. You know, He has to get three backstage segments and two segments in the ring. It's not happening. Cody came out once tonight just to wrestle. You didn't see him otherwise. And I think that's a very, which we'll very important to, Which we'll get to a little later. I'm, which I, I completely agree with everything that you've that you said 100%, which is why I still don't agree that AEW needs to pull the hokey Mike Tyson storyline bring back because they already have so much positive going for them because they're already so much different than the WWE model. I don't see why they needed that. But, you know, moving on, we have a lot to talk about tonight. I'm looking at my list here. I'm like, oh, boy, we, we have a lot to talk about that. tonight. No, this. no, I can't, I can't scrap this. I can't scrap this. Britt Baker tonight. Randy, <laughs> I'm going to give you the honors on this to start off. Um, what do you think? I mean, they, they, they're finding ways, creative ways to build her, uh, even in the midst of an injury. She's still coming out in these little nuances of the Rolls Royce, the wheelchair, her kind of verbally getting into it with Swole, which we'll talk about her in just a moment. But um, the, 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 her character building has been excellent. I'll tell them. 
your dentist, your dental appointment tomorrow with breakers canceled, Elaine. I just want to let you know. Um, listen, I, I, I look, it, we, it's we, canceled we, until she's uh, ready to hit the ring again for another yeah. six, seven weeks. Look, look, the three of us have spoke about this in nauseam last week. She's done a great job of. She's a deep six in. favorite. Yeah, she's a deep six favorite, and she's done a great job in building a character and something. I, you know, I don't want to say the robot. This is how she walks around in real life, but she's doing a great job of selling this character. Her, that has that that was said last week. Again, the in ring work is still sloppy from her, and that's the one thing that she has to build on. I'm telling you. I have no problem with this. It's entertaining. The best part of that whole little skit was Tony Schiavone at the end jumping in, going, "Come on, Brent, yes. you can do it!" And the whole recovery, the process was: she drops the ten pound dumbbell, and picks up the two pounder. <laughs> so you, you know what? Listen, listen. Her character building has been so good. It's been great. That it helps me overlook any um, spots that she misses it over helps me overlook the fact that she's still somewhat green in the ring or should i say green on live tv um it helps me overlook all that because she she is that good right now with her character development i'm fully invested i'm telling you the look on her face she's she's mastered like that that look like i'm just i i can't even put it into words it's obnoxious and it's great i love it She's doing a great job. She's knocking it out of her park. And she's not even wrestling. You don't even yeah. have to wrestle. That's, this that's, is great. Yeah. And she's she's entertaining. It's like I like watching her weekly. And she, she's growing as a performer. And we say this every week. You gotta got you gotta get out there and do it. If you don't, if you don't do it, you're not gonna get any better. And she'll get better in the ring. We'll we'll see that. I, I'm I'm sure of it. Get her out there, let her wrestle more often. Like I really enjoyed that match with her and Sheeta. Unfortunately, she got hurt in the tag match, but she was doing okay in the last couple of matches that she was in. Hopefully, she'll be able to sustain her momentum uh, over the next uh, six weeks or so. I think we're looking at another six weeks at least before we see her back in the ring. So um, here's here's where I'm going to have to disagree with you guys. Yes, oh, I, I come in on your show and I ruin it. I know. <laughs> That's why we have them on Monday nights. <laughs> <laughs> the Monday night delights. I don't find... Britt Baker that intriguing at all. Really? I think her ring work is terrible, and I think her promo works even worse. I think she is just a low-rent Alexa Bliss. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I said it. I said it. Wow. She's playing the same thing that Alexa Bliss plays over on WWE. She's the mean girl. She's the popular girl. She's But Britt Baker's been a little bit more creative than Alexa Bliss. I think because she's got, she's got Jericho and Tony Khan there. I think that's the difference. In all honesty, is like the creative behind her. They're not writers. They're just other wrestlers. Because from what she mentioned in the Jericho podcast was that she was taking what Jericho did and and using it herself now. So he. Right. So that's basically what she's doing. She's just a female Jericho. That's right. But the, the thing is, it works for Jericho because Jericho can get anything over. It's not working for Brit. It's it's just not. I'd I'd much rather just leave her off TV. Let me forget about her for a while. Go heal up. Go back to wherever your performance center is. Even if you need to go back to Evolve, get some more reps in, and then see me next year. Well, listen, she's probably gonna get like a week or two off in between just to avoid any overexposure. But uh, I, I I've been well, entertained. 
Yeah, I've been entertained. Like I and said, listen, I heel, so I, I gotta not, agree with Jay a little bit. She's not the best talker, oh, but it is improving a little bit, uh, little by little. I mean, look at Charlotte great. Flair four years ago; she was a train wreck because oh, yeah. she had to memorize memorize every word verbatim. And if you miss a word, even if you miss the word "the," they're gonna get on you backstage. So I think they've given Charlotte a little bit more leeway, and she's one of the best uh, promo uh, deliverers out of all the females in all of wrestling right now. But that's what I'm saying. You got to do it. Takes time. And that's how you. And I understand that. I'm she seeing the progress. It's not the best. Yeah, she's definitely progress. she's definitely progressing. Just the part yeah. that I don't like is that uh, if she were in WWE, she would not be getting the same response because she's in AEW. Like the AEW lovers, and I'm one of them. We tend to forgive a lot easier than we do over on the on the WWE world. So that's all I'm saying is I'm trying to judge them fairly. Yeah. You know, if she was on the other product, I'd say the same exact thing. She's a low rent Alexa Bliss. Uh, that's just my take. You know, I to me, there's nothing good, nothing good yet, right? Because she is getting better, but She's, as of right now, keep her off the TV. The the machine is behind Britt Baker. I can see that. It's again, she, there's definitely room for more development. But uh, I guess uh, what I'm saying, and especially M, is that there's like just like little nuances, like the dental office. Uh, you know, uh, the thing with the nosebleed, like that that whole thing, the way that went down. Um, you know, the thing with the wheelchair. It's little little stuff like that that make you and the, the poking fun of Tony Schiavone. I mean, that stuff is great. Whole, uh, barista, I love it. Yeah, could such a turnaround from what they did in the beginning because the beginning was just like, all right, here's a wrestler who's a dentist, and that's it. Oh, yeah. and did we mention that she's a uh, baby's gr- girlfriend? You know, it's like besides that, she was nobody, and right. her wrestling wasn't there yet. She she wasn't used to wrestling live, and now slowly but surely we are seeing her, and, and we're gonna see this a lot with the with the AEW wrestlers, and I think that's why we give them more leeways because we're seeing them progress, we're seeing them grow and get better. So where we I think we're we're able to take a little less than go, you know what? We can wait for the finished product. On the WWE side, we expect the finished product to be there. I think Randy says it best all the time when we when we compare WWE to any other wrestling promotion is that WWE is like a movie. It's it's polished. It's sometimes too polished and and the presentation is just like it's shiny and it, this this is the professionals and i think that when we watch anything else and not just aew i mean we can watch impact we can watch ring of honor we don't pick it apart as much as wwe and, and wwe is the number one they it's not like it they are the number one so they they garner more criticism i think so you're right we do hold back a lot of criticism for for aew and I, I try to be unbiased, but it's hard when you're when you're such a big fan. But you are correct about that. No, and I completely agree with that. You know, it's just um, like we've seen a lot of growth in the other ones. Right? You take uh, Jungle Jack Perry, who's only been wrestling five years. In the last year and change, we've seen tremendous growth. Right. Yeah. So he's showing me that progress. I'm not seeing that with Britt Baker. Granted, she had that concussion, so I took her out for a little bit. Uh, so I don't, for me, it's just not moving fast enough because every AEW train is moving fast and she's not keeping up. That's why I don't like the push right now is because her in ring, if she, if she had good in ring work and just bad promo work, I can live with it. 
Vice okay. versa, I can live with it. But being bad at both, I'm, that's where I'm like, all right, you need to rein it back, let her heal off TV, and then slowly reintroduce her back. And I think the other thing, too, I want to just, I have to bring this up. In AEW, not WWE, in AEW, the, the, the women's division seems. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ...to be the weaker division compared to, compared to the WWE, where Charlotte, Asuka, and NXT, obviously the women are blowing the doors down in nxt but and on the main roster eh. but in aw you see that struggle i know em and i've had this conversation before they need to improve on this um i'm glad that they're they're having the the, the girls from jack from japan come over with sheeta uh em's favorite rio um hey, you know, hey. <laughs> look at the end of the day this is the this is the part where AEW needs to improve on. And I this is where I didn't mind having Nyla Rose as champion because then when you have this unstoppable monster finally lose, it's the big moment. And Britt Baker is probably not going to be that person uh to, to take out a Nyla Rose, but the you know the chicken you know what heel is what she's going to be so good at. And we saw that with Swole. Take it, Wayne. You know exactly where I was going to go. <laughs> We're not going to talk long about this at all. Um, it's good because I have more comments on the previous subject. Yeah, no, we're not. We're not. We're, we're not going to talk long on this. Uh, yeah, Nyla Rose with the win with the spinebuster uh, power bomb. Uh, looks like they may be planting a seed for a return match with Sheeta. Um, I, I do think AEW Women's Division is certainly not the worst out of the big four uh, women's division. That's for sure. Um, oh. So listen, uh, there are more seasoned wrestlers on SmackDown and, and more on Raw for sure. There's no doubt about it. Uh, more seasoned on NXT because of the um, these ladies have been on indie scene for such a long time. Um, but the, I would say the AEW women's uh, division is uh, grabbing me just a little bit more right now because I'm not seeing the same four people wrestle each other every single week. Uh, so they're grabbing me a little bit more and it's still fresh. Uh, talent wise, not the best, but they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna get there. Um, so, but I wanted to move on to the next thing. Uh, Darby Allen. Let's talk about him really quick. Not cleared to wrestle. He wants a rematch with Brian Cage. Uh, really quickly, what do you guys think about this? Go ahead, Em. You start. All right, I'll start. I I, I don't know. They've been teasing it with Taz, and uh, so there, there's going to be something there. Where they're going with it, I, I'm not sure because right now Cage is, is slated to fight uh, Moxley. 
Is he going to distract them, cost them the match, and then that set up a, a rivalry between them? I don't know how Darby fits in it. It's obviously he fits in somewhere, but I, I can't. I've been trying to piece that part all night. That's I, he's, I think it's a like, stepping stone. I think I think it's going to be a stepping stone win for Brian Cage before he gets to Mosley. You think so? Because yeah. the way I looked at it, like I don't think Darby was, gets a win over Brian Cage. Darby to me tonight was just a walking glove. Like I, I just don't know where to place them. You know, I have no idea. I don't know where they're going to put them. Is it going to be before? Is it going to be after? Is it going to be because? I, I that one threw me off. Uh, and if anything, he should have destroyed him maybe last last week. But then that that latter match, like he just threw him like he was he weighed like two pounds. Listen, Darby did some silly stunts, man. He is going to kill himself. Yeah, especially with that skateboard. What was he thinking? Yeah, when he went through the uh, the ladder. The ladder. The ladder. Yeah. Ah, that was, that was this awesome. This guy's going to be banged up like Jeff Hardy in 10, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. He, that's why it, it's like I'm not a big fan of him. I mean, he's he's good, he's fast, he's agile, but I don't you can't even his finisher, didn't he change his finisher at one point to like um it was like a figure four pin? Because you gotta go use that a little while, you're right. Exactly. We haven't seen him wrestle actually in a little while either. But he started using a figure four uh pin because let, let's face it, that coffin drop hurts. You can't do that every week. You know, and, and, and that's my assumption, because why else would you take that move and go, you know what? How about you pin him like this tonight? Uh, that That's the only thing I can think of is like you, you change his finisher so that his body doesn't take the, the physicality. You know, that that coffin drop is is that's all you, man. You, you, you're just. You know, yeah. you're falling back. So it's like you do that every single week and every single match. I, I don't think his body can take it, man. Well, he actually mentioned that on the Chris Van Vliet show is that the coffin drop hurts. So he tries to limit the use of it because of that factor. Makes Uh, sense. Yeah. So he he actually brought that up. Especially when you're doing it from the top rope. Yeah. 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 I mean, you you landed on plywood. Yeah. Right. So that hurts. Yeah. And and I I agree with what you said. I'm I'm sorry, Randy. Um, He's. Darby Allen doesn't really fit in anywhere right now. It, it, it's he needs to be either in some type of faction or he needs to be in a long feud with somebody. I think he's in the middle of a slow burn feud with Cody Rose. They're gonna they're gonna um I, I, I think there's gonna be a payoff there eventually. Yeah, I think, they'll look back around to it, but yeah. I think but he I, needs to take over the dark order. That's what I think. I think well, it'd be I, a good fit there. I think with the the thing with Darby and Cage Richard you said. You have a month right now until Fighter Fest, pretty much. So maybe in about two weeks, it might be Cage and Darby as a build up to Fighter Fest to help get him over a little bit more before he gets to Moxley. I don't, but you know, like you guys said too, let's see where it's leading. By the way, I we, we skipped over Colt Cabana possibly joining the join uh, the Dark Order, but hashtag join the Dark Order. Sets <laughs> an application. Right <laughs> He's from New York. I don't know if okay. I see that happening, Randy. I, I think no, it's he just, won't. He won't. I think it's just a build to a match with him and Brody Lee, and of course, Cole Cabana dropping out. That's what he does. Exactly. Brody's gonna run him over. Cole Cabana's a good hand. That he is. <laughs> he's gonna run him over. I love it. He's great in his role, though. <laughs> Yo, know, that guy's a beast. Like he's man. having good matches. 
Oh, I love it. I love it. This, I, I, I think you guys will be intrigued about this one. Uh, okay. We had the FTR. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about interview tonight. <laughs> How pretty good energy! I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Uh, they were looking. They're looking forward to facing the tag team, such as the Private Party Butcher and the Blade, uh, which will take place next week. Uh, after their uh, little scuffle that they had, uh, Santana and Ortiz, uh, they're looking forward to facing Lucha Bros. Uh, you know, to teach them a lesson. Um, uh, and then they planted the to seed for a match with Omega and Page, which we alluded to earlier. Uh, and that being their uh, ultimate goal. And uh, they say the Young Bucks are, are not a dream match to them. They say that uh, they want to punch them in the mouth. Like, they not even have a, a wrestling match. They just want to go at it with them. So Tony asks, so we, so we see Tony Savani ask them, uh, you know, why didn't they uh, uh, attack the Young Bucks and with the Butcher and Blade instead? And uh, we see uh, FTR uh, say that they want the Young Bucks uh, 100%. 110% by the time that uh, those two uh, go at it together. Uh, so, so listen, uh, my thoughts before um, uh, we, we go on is uh, I think AEW is the best tag team division right now automatically. Uh, I mean, they kind of already were, but with uh, FTR in the mix now, uh, oh, yeah. this is, this is, we're seeing something uh, awesome guys. Uh, what are your thoughts? I, um, I at first love how they were doing an interview, and the same guys who they attacked last week apparently walked down the stairs. Uh, I thought that to me was really, really, really funny. Um, look, I love these two for the simple fact of this is what they just want to do. They want to go into the ring and just wrestle. They didn't, they didn't like all the Gaga stuff that they were going that they had going on. As soon as they moved from NXT, it yeah. went downhill. They were great oh, in NXT. They were great yeah. as the mechanics. Yeah, you know I um. I, I just simply just didn't understand how WWE can squander them, and then like I think back to all the great performers that they squandered. It's it doesn't it, it doesn't have to it you know it doesn't it, it's not rocket scientist on how this thing could work. But sometimes other organizations, not just WWE but Impact too, found a way to make things so complicated for people when it's really not that hard. These two guys want to be the best tag team in all professional wrestling. They're coming to an organization that has been a great focus on tag team wrestling. The Young Bucks, I told this Emma double or nothing last year, the Young Bucks and the uh, Lucha Brothers was one of the best tag team matches that I had ever seen. And if that's going to be what AEW is about, sign me up because this was, this is where it belongs. And I saw their work in and FTR's work in NXT and I loved it. And I look at the main roster. We said, this is the biggest waste of time. And I listened to the interview that did with Jericho and I said, look, they're going to end up in AEW. They're going to be big stars. And every guy who's on the WWE roster watching the revival in AEW is going to say, well, that's where we want to go because we want to get over it. Money is only going to get you so much happiness and the success that you want to have. Look at Heath Slater. He made a lot of money, but everybody looks at him and thinks he's a joke now. So let's, let's yeah. be real about the whole entire thing. Well said, dude. Like, Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> Listen. They were amazing in, in NXT, and I really enjoyed NXT, man. And when they went up to the main roster, they were a, sh a shell of who they were down there. And it was disheartening, and it was very – I was heartbroken when I saw it because it was, it was they were shaving each other's backs. It was just a joke. And 
you saw the the mock up uh, stuff that McMahon wanted to put on them before they left. It was, I mean, he looked like Terrible. a flavor flavor pop clock. Like what the yeah. hell? like? What are you smoking, McMahon? Please, because I'd like some. <laughs> I really would. My life sucks. I want to get as happy as you. It, it must be money. Maybe this he's smoking money. Stop. It's such yeah. good stuff, I tell you. <laughs> I don't know you all they had to do was go out there and wrestle, man. They had a great <laughs> style. They they harken back to the old days of, of wrestling. What is it, Tully and, and uh, Arn? That's what, what I see when I see these two. And all of a sudden, you, you, you're making them a joke. They're, they're, I, I can't get the image of them shaving each other's backs. Why did I need to see that? <laughs> Until this day, this is this is what I think of when I think of revival. No, I should not think of this. I should think of great matches and all the the, the fun spots that I saw down in NXT. So now we have a chance of seeing that again, and that that entices me. Oh my God, I got to put on the TV. I got to watch this, and we know that the payoff is going to be a match with with the Young Bucks. Now, my question is: Are we going to put the tag team titles on them first or the Young Bucks first? No, because you I'm... know, you know that that Kenny. And Hangman's time as champions is coming to an end soon. It has to. It's run its course. Like you guys said, give it to a real tag team. This is a real tag team. The Young Bucks are a real tag team. Let's have tag team wrestling again. And let Hangman and uh, Kenny go their own way. I think I, uh, you give it to the, um, the FTR. I was going to call them a revival. Whew. Don't want to uh, come after me. But <laughs> no, I, I say give it to them. And uh, then we have the classic sometime in All Out or or even uh, the next pay-per-view, which is, uh, what is it, Revolution? Yeah. No, um, all, no, no, all, all out. out. No, all out. No, after, all, after All Out. All, all, uh, after, uh, full gear. Full gear. Full gear. Yeah. So so either either or. Well, no, wait. Full, full gear was, was in November, was it? Yeah. So you're going to have <laughs> September. You're going to have September. You're going to have All Out. And then. What's in November? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Full gear. So full gear is in November. Yes, yes, sir. All right, all right. So, and by and by the way, I think that the um, the the team that sort of deserves a shot at the title right now, and maybe even when it is the best friends, they've been actually they've been through there through the pandemic. They've been been there working hard, having great matches with almost everybody. I, like I think that they have been one of the more underrated but popular tag teams in AW, and I can see a tag team title run and them having good matches with the Lucha Brothers, with SCU, with uh, FTR, with the Bucks. I still don't think it's time for the Bucks to get it yet, but I, I can picture. I, I don't see them winning it next week. No, not next week. I just think maybe down the. Oh, in general, yeah, in, well, in general. In general. I agree. Although I still think Trent should go solo because I'm not big on on Chucky e. T. Sorry, Chucky. E. <laughs> well, Jimmy, he, he listens. Okay, he he watches every I know, week. I know. <laughs> I have to, I have to just in case. Next, next week we uh, we have the FTR. Uh, we have FTR uh, against the Butcher and the Blade next week. Uh, obviously, FTR is going to get the win there. Um, you know they're, they're building them up to you know a championship match eventually. Uh, and just a, a quick recap before we uh, dive into, um, we start getting into the main event soon. Uh, we have next week Cole Cabana versus Sammy Guevara. We'll talk about him in a second. Um, we also have Mark Quinn of the Private Party versus the winner of uh, what we saw tonight, Cody and, and Jungle Boy, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, Jake Hager and Best Friends versus uh, versus um, 
I'm sorry, uh, Jake Hager and Santana Ortiz versus best friends uh, with Arge Cassidy. We got that going next week, a huge show. Uh, Moxley will be on AEW Dark next Tuesday. If you guys want to uh, catch him uh, on a, a random Tuesday night, uh, he'll be there. Um, <laughs> second to last thing we'll talk about is uh, we will see Brody Lee. Uh, uh, we, we saw Brody Lee tonight trying to recruit Cole Cabana. We uh, into the dark order saying that he can help him. Uh, you know, we covered that already. Uh, I, I don't think uh, Cole Cabana will be uh, going into the dark order. Uh, we'll see a, a little bit of a squash there in about two weeks or so. Let's just say I'll call it now. You heard it here first. Brody Lee versus Cole Cabana two weeks. So that was like the second to last segment before the main event. Um, now, here we go. Main event time. Cody Rhodes versus Jungle Boy and Cody Rhodes' um, first TNT title defense on uh, Dynamite tonight. Um, great match. We, we saw a really good match. Uh, looking at about it was about fourteen minutes. We saw a couple spots with him, uh, him and uh, Jungle Boy going to the table. That blood spot in the head with Cody making you believe that Jungle Boy had a chance. Really good storytelling. What did you guys think of this match? <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was a good match. Uh, Cody has this way of being able to put people over and he did it again tonight he made uh jungle boy just look fantastic it was a great match he's helping build that belt build the legacy of aew they flawless i i enjoyed the match it was fun uh it's not like we didn't know the outcome because he's not going to drop it the first shot but this is what you know we talked about last week with cena doing the u.s open an opportunity for getting other guys over and get them out on tv I no problem with this match whatsoever. I think it elevated Jungle Boy a little bit more. Still not at the level where, you know, you, you need him to be at, like that next level babyface. But this was a good start. And one thing that I picked up on that a lot of people didn't, that I don't think a lot of people did, is they were panning over to MJF, knowing that MJF had issues with both of these guys in the ring, and he had that real like I should be in there right now look. And I think this might be, help lead somewhere down the line to MJF Cody too. Yeah, this is definitely what's going to happen eventually. But you know what is interesting is that uh, Cody said he's willing to defend it. I, I, he did an interview recently that he was going to defend it to anyone, even people that weren't on on AEW's uh, payroll. You know, so you can you imagine maybe Marty coming in? Can you imagine like Marty coming in to to to, to challenge for the belt? Like I'm really. Yeah, oh my God! Don't tell me that. See, see how you tease me. Dude, they could bring in Okada. Oh my God! See, he said Okada. <laughs> give, him, give, him, give him, give him like a half hour match on uh, on full oh. gear on the pay per view full gear. Give him a half hour. But my point is, and these are all things that that get the the wrestling uh, fan his his juices flowing. Like you're thinking of what, all these matches. Oh man, this guy could come. He can challenge. We all know he's not going to win, but it would be a great match. I, I just want to see this. But as as tonight, the the match was great. I, I watched it from beginning to end. I was glued to the the TV. Now the only problem I had, and I have to say it because it, it did catch me off guard so they have a, a, a spot toward the end of the, the match and where they go through the table and uh I, I get it i looked at the time they had to do it because of time constraints because they were immediately up and back in the ring and wrestling and i'm like you just went through a table man on the outside sell it a little more 
But it was just like, oh man, uh, get up because we got like two minutes left <laughs> and finish this. And that's what they did, you know. Like the the ending came out of nowhere, and I was like, well, what the hell? Like, you guys Great. just went through a table. Great crossroad, by the way. That was one of the best crossroads yeah. I've ever seen. That was my only issue because, like I said, I'm watching the time, I'm watching them, and they go through this table together. I mean, they hit at the same time. They they were not. He wasn't on top of of, of uh, Cody. They were. They went down. And they hit hard, and I was like, "Holy crap!" That you know they're gonna be down first. Oh no, they're up already. Okay, so I know it was time constraints, but that took me out of the match just a little bit. And then, like I said, the ending was there, and then everybody comes out, and it's like, "Oh look, the first title defense." But overall, it was a great match. It, it, it had everything I wanted to see. It had it had color. So I was happy about that. We saw color on, on TV. I'm not used to that anymore. Like, <laughs> you're spoiling me. Like, I'm gonna want this weekly. You know this, right? So I, I was, I was really happy about it. <laughs> it's like it, I, I'm giddy again. I'm, I'm a teenager. I'm 15. <laughs> so many mental pictures that just go through my mind. <laughs> uh, oh, no. So, so listen. Here's, 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 this is what happens when you put me and him on a broadcast together. And I'm the one with the filter problem. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. Listen, I'm just saying very simply. AW has been producing the best wrestling television show, I think, you know, for the last year. NXT's had their moments where they've been putting the the uh, the firepower out there especially around the survivor series time when they put main rosters guys back on nxt on purposely to help get the rating over i think AEW had took a little while to find their footing with everything as far as really started around january yeah the the complete the complete footing yeah and and i think having a secondary title is going to help the show overall because right now who's taking that belt off of moxley I, I still think it's going to go back around to Jericho at some point because I think Kenny Omega. Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying it out loud, but Omega needs a win over both Jericho and Moxley, and I, I think it's eventually going to end over to Omega. So I think you know, I think they they have the product going in the right direction. The TNT title with Cody. I love the fact that if you're not going to have Moxley wrestle in that final segment, having that TNT match for the, uh, for the championship in that last segment every week is a great idea. Yeah, I completely agree. I think uh, part of what you said, and with with teasing uh, Cody uh, going, basically having that open challenge match for the title, he might be teasing an Adam Cole coming over because Adam Cole's contract is up soon. Exactly. Why would I think that's that's possible? And it would help, again, freshen that division, help raise that belt until the other guys are ready. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I I think what. Jeff Cobb coming, right? And he wasn't cool. on the contract. He was just there for a couple of matches. They can do that often, as right. often as they like. Like you said, anybody can come in, and that just gets us all thinking and all excited. Yeah, and well, and I, I think uh, they're they're gonna have to go back to the well for that title to Jericho as a transition champion to Omega because you can't have Omega beat Moxley and then lose all that steam. So have Omega uh, have Omega beat Jericho and that again, lifts Omega back up to the mainstream and you're able to do that title change better. That's funny that you guys should bring up Adam Cole 
Um, I, 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 I'm having trouble. I, I may have lost a little sleep one night thinking about this. Uh, I'm really? Having, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm having really? trouble believing that uh, Adam Cole would go to AEW <laughs> just for one reason. I mean, uh, there's a big payday there that's going to happen. You know, he, he's, uh, he's a main eventer. He's at, he's NXT right now uh, alongside with Johnny Gargano. Um, the only reason why I see him go, um, I mean, I haven't heard of him not being happy with the company or anything like that, um, is just to be with Britt Baker. Um, and, um, you know, the relationship they have, they can see each other more often and not be on opposite side of the country uh, almost every week of the year. Yeah, and right. I could I could see uh, even Gargano coming over with and bringing Candice Lurie with him because both of them have stated they do not want to go to Maine, and you know yeah. how WWE machine is; they're gonna want to try and force them to go to Maine. So, what better way to get out of that situation? Come over That's to cool. AEW, where Adam Cole's friends with everybody, and Gargano is just a, a money worker, and you bring in Candice Lurie to help again help lift that women's division. It's a win for everybody. I, 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 that would hurt NXT uh, losing well, Adam Cole and Gargano. And and the other thing too is you, you said you haven't heard of anyone not being happy with it. There's a major difference of having to wrestle whether it's a Wednesday night or a Monday night or a Friday night and still have to be on the road for house shows. I know the house show thing is going to come back at some point, but AEW is not doing house shows and they have guys who are making some good money whether they're appearing on Dark or uh, Dynamite, which is all taped on the same night anyway. So my thing is Cole and Gargano, and, and we'll tell you because he saw both of them go in New York, you know, together in the ring. Yeah, so, like, you know, I'm, I'm telling you right now. One of the greatest matches I've seen live. Yeah, yeah, I I think guys like Cody Rhodes, if those guys came in, Cody would be glad to step aside from being in the ring and be backstage and let those guys perform all day, twice on Sunday. Oh, absolutely. Because that's one of the things Tony Khan even uh, he preaches. He preaches welfare for his wrestlers. So they have a steady working schedule. So again, I don't see why anybody from WWE, especially Gargano and Cole, why wouldn't they come over? They get to do what they love and actually be wrestlers. They get the creative freedom and they get a solid schedule. But Matt, one thing that that I heard, and it's a rumor, but it's starting to look more uh, accurate is that uh, the WWE is going to do away with the house show model. So they may that. not. Yeah, they, I, man, I, I, that's, that's a revenue stream for them, and they need all the revenue they can get due to their production. But the revenue is down. At least that's what they're saying. So they're saying that it's an outdated model, which, I mean, it is. But uh, like, actually, wasn't it Wayne that said that, uh, that back in the day, I think it was you, Wayne, right, where you would see angles on uh, – Oh no, it wasn't you. It was Jericho. Now that I think about it, I, I just I no, no, you with, I, I, I may have said something. <laughs> I, I think I know where you're headed. I, no, I, I, I see if you get those two confused, by the way. No, 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 no. And we did talk about this. Back in the day, house shows had value and they were payoff yeah. matches in the house show. So yes, right. for instance, Lex Luger, Mr. Perfect. Where was the payoff match? Not on TV. Not on pay-per-view. It was on a house show. Yeah. In Jersey. That's just yeah. one example. They announced championship matches too that you would never see on TV, but at a house show. House show mm-hmm. was the emphasis. So and, you, and Jay, I don't know if you remember, you and I went to a house show 99, 2000. Yep. Uh, Madison Square Garden, complete yep. sellout. Now they're lucky if they fill up 75%. 
and, and it's funny. The arenas are lucky if they fill 50% an hour. So. I was listening to Vader, uh, an interview with Vader back in 99. And uh, he said something similar uh, that one of the reasons that he didn't do well in WWE is because they, they said he wasn't a draw. But the problem was that he was fighting Shawn Michaels at every single house show leading up to SummerSlam. And then he's losing to Sean's finisher at every show. And then you put that on as the main event of SummerSlam. And then you wonder why people don't tune in. It's because they saw it right. at the house shows leading into SummerSlam. Right. So, WWE, was, for the past like five to ten years at least, maybe more, WWE is using house shows to kind of gauge the fan reaction of certain matches and certain angles they do at the shows uh, kind of as like a test run. So you yeah. would see this yeah. same program would go on for weeks before they would actually start it on live TV. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and that, and that you exact... Would, you I'm would sorry, see the exact match. Like, I've gone to house shows... I've watched the match, and then I see it on Raw, and it's the exact same match, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. If you move, read the house show results, you know what happened on a pay-per-view. And that, was exactly. the exact, and that was the exact reason right there why you didn't see Flair Hogan at WrestleMania 8, because they tested it out at, at Madison Square Garden and some of those other places, and they said it didn't draw well, and they said it probably wasn't going to work out, plus Hogan was leaving at that point. And the other thing, too, is going back to what Wayne said about the payoff for some of the feuds you saw on TV, the perfect exa- example of that was uh, when they broke up Strike Force with Santana and Martel. You never saw them have a pay per view blow off match, but they they drew it on the house shows and they also drew it on the secondary TV shows. So those types of things, it was a draw. And like what you just said, M, about Vader, you're not the only one who said that too. There's a lot of guys who didn't understand why would you put the pay per view match on house shows beforehand. Exactly. That when you know, like the how the the pay per view should be the first time you see that, and then the they build the house show as okay. You saw what happened on pay per view. Well, Vader's going to get a second shot at Shawn Michaels this Sunday night in Columbus. Right. Exactly. Don't put it on before the main event. You know, and so it is an outdated model. And now that they're looking at, at what Tony Khan is doing, he's doing one show a week, maybe twice with the pay per view. They're they're starting to think that maybe we don't need to do this anymore. So that's yeah. the rumor out there. I'm not sure. And I mean, and you know the the virus is helping. You know, they were already cutting lives. back on the house shows before. Well, I mean, they um, weren't making a lot of money before. They were cutting back uh, at least six months before coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, we still got that show at Madison Square Garden. I think there'll still be like a couple house shows here and there, but yeah, like not gonna be wild. Like yeah, but the problem. But the problem with that is you're then 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 you're giving them the reason to cut a lot of wrestlers. They're like the lower level guys like the Slaters, like the you know, the, the riders and you know Rusev in this situation, all these guys got cut because you know, you're again there's only a certain amount of TV time every single week to get some of these guys on. The house shows is where these some of these guys were making money, and, and how shows where some of these guys were wrestling. Look, we've seen our truth through every little be, every little piece of comedy you can think of on TV with this twenty four seven title and everything else like that. He's still when there, we, right? Right, we're still there. He's, I know he's still there. But when we went to the garden, he just won it back, by the way, against Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, I thought the stupidest thing about his seen. backyard. Yeah. They should have saved that for a football game. Yeah, like I think the thing is though, you when you go to the house show. Our truth is defending the 24-7 title in the ring in an actual match. And the, the, I'm thinking about all the guys I thought of when I saw it at the MSG house show at Christmas time this year. Half those guys are gone now. 
Because yeah, but Randy, let me ask you a question. How, if I go to a house show, I don't care how high I am. I don't want to see No Way Jose at all. I don't. <laughs> Nothing about him that I want to see. So there's some guys they let go that was like, oh, all right, man, you were here, you got yeah. paid. Fine. But oh, yeah. I don't think that the house show is going to affect it that much. I mean, no, it, no, again, no, but- I see No Way Jose, but I think I, I, I can speak for all of us. We will live. Listen, yeah. <laughs> well, but what I'm saying with guys like No Way Jose and Matt Ryder and and uh, or Zach, sorry, Zach Ryder and uh, Curtis Hawkins and all those guys, those guys were being on the house shows. But now the guys like Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, and those top guys are going to have to go to work when they weren't able to take off during those house shows because now those lower-level guys who weren't getting that TV time that were making money on house shows are not there. So now, like you guys said before, less house shows the bigger when they do have one, there's gonna be bigger cards, but now you also have a lot more wrestlers out of work trying to get work with independence that may not be happening for at least another year because of the pandemic. I, I think it's gonna happen before a year, in all honesty. I, I'm looking at maybe October, November, the 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 latest. Uh, they're already talking about bringing fans back for NFL at some point. So, what September, right? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the football season would start like September 11th weekend. I was on I was on a conference call with the NFL today, and they actually said the fans will probably be back by maybe mid October, beginning of November. So exactly, so around exactly my timeline. So yeah. the wrestling will survive. We will have fans in attendance. It'll start slow. We'll probably do fifty percent, twenty five percent first, fifty percent, and then we'll get to where we need to be. So I think that a lot of these guys, and I'm talking to you, no way, Jose, you'll be fine. You'll you, you'll find work. <laughs> You don't have yeah, to do the WWE. He'll, he'll find work when it comes time for the Andre Memorial Battle Royal. There you go. And that was another thing. They had so many guys, and they would just stick them in this Battle Royal that meant nothing because as soon as you won it, you did nothing with it. I'm looking at you, Cesaro. I love you to death, but they did nothing with Cesaro, and I was so I happy. I was like, wow. You won the Andre the, the, the Giant Battle Royal. This is going to be awesome. This is going to be the launch pad. I'm going to see yep. him get a put. And they did nothing. Yep, he was so, hot for a week or two, and then that was it. Well, they did nothing exactly. with any of those winners. Exactly. Which, we, you know what? the people. <laughs> Go somewhere else. Yeah. Well, he has a job, Randy. And like Jericho said, it was a terrible uh, It was a terrible gimmick by a bad creative. Uh, he had a point. It was terrible. <laughs> Joe. They, they let that go. So go. Yeah. I'm sorry. Already, John, we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up really quick, but um, uh, save that thought, M. Save that thought. Um, I'm Jay, <laughs> starting with you, final final thoughts for um, you know, between now and uh, you know, next week as far as wrestling goes. Uh, overall, uh, good wrestling this week. You know, I was entertained for the most part. You know, like always, there's things I could do without and things that I really love. Um, just throwing in for the, the quick uh thing on the house shows. I don't think WWE can afford to not do house shows. They have that performance center to pay for. They have all of their roster to pay for. And above all that, Vince, I don't think, will be able to wrap his head around going to smaller venues. He likes the big venues. He likes the big money. They cannot afford to to go down to do what AEW is doing. You know, AEW is in Davies Place, which A, I've never heard of, but I heard it's pretty good. But they thrive in that situation. WWE cannot, and we've seen it time and time again. Uh, that's just my two cents. 
I, I'm right. not going to disagree with that. Uh, but I think uh, one thing I could take away from tonight's AW show and what I've been take away from the last couple of weeks of pro wrestling is when you find guys on TV that are so passionate about what they're doing and not just what they're doing uh, on a microphone, but what they're doing in the ring, that passion is going to come through on the television. And AEW, really, you do feel the passion for it. Like, I watched a little bit of Raw on Monday night, and I had to shut it off because I, if they're not interested in what they're doing on TV, it's going to resonate on me. Oh, well, they don't care. Why the hell should I care? So that's that's how I just basically feel. I, I, I'm so disconnected right now to what the WWE storylines are that it's just not that much of an interest for me. I like am. I'm ready for Wednesday nights. Like, I you, Sort of like looking at the clock. I'm like, man, I can't wait till that eight o'clock for that first bell to ring, and you know to see that opening and listen to Jr. Jr. welcome us into another episode of AW Dynamite. You know, you just sort of can't wait. And I think that's the one thing you have to take away from it. WWE, I, I appreciate the network that they have, the WWE Network, for a lot of the past and some of the original programming with the behind behind the scenes stuff. But their current product does absolutely nothing for me. I'll be glad to look back at the past, but the future is still with AEW. It's interesting because when we talk about wrestling, we we look to the past a lot, and uh, wrestling is always about looking past and bringing that stuff back. And the nostalgia is very strong. And and you know my job, I deal with nostalgia all the time. I sell old video games and card games and stuff like that, so it resonates with me. But I think that AEW does such a good job of letting us recall what we loved about the past and then melding it with something new, the today's stars. And, and I hope that they keep on doing that where yesterday's stars and yesterday's past molds today and tomorrow. And uh, I, that's what gets me all excited because it, it, as a wrestling fan, like I said, when we saw uh, Tully Blanchard or Arn Anderson, we popped, you know, it's like, I remember them when I was little, the spine buster. Oh my God, this is great. You know, but the, the focus was still on the wrestlers in the ring. You know, it may have distracted a little bit in that particular match, but I think they've gotten a lot better in, in melding both. So this, this is another episode like that. We talked about Taz. We talked about Arn. Uh, we talked about Mike Tyson. All this stuff has been melded in with the new, and it, it gets you really excited for, for what's to come tomorrow, you know. And the, this promotion, like you said, Randy, there's so much passion. And it's, it's passion from the bottom to the top. Tony Khan really loves it. He loves wrestling. And he's, it, it seems like he's just one of us, man. Uh, every so often, they'll do something that we don't agree with, which is cool. But they're still finding their footing. It, it's been year i don't think they've been no they haven't even been a year on on regular television but they've been a, more than a year in, in uh existence but i think they're doing a great job finding out who they are and uh presenting that to us and i think that's why we're so excited and we look forward to to to, to wednesday to wednesday nights i mean I wake up in the morning and I get a text from, from Randy and I'm like, oh, Randy texted me. Let, let me see what he, he texted me. He's like, AEW! And it's like, all right, I just woke up. Like, Randy, chill. But that's the excitement that we all feel, you know? <laughs> and, and, and I get to talk to you guys every week about it. And then when people come to the store and I get to talk to them about it. So that, there's so much wrestling in my life and, and I'm happy again about it, you know? Like, because I, at some point, 
it was all negative. And if I have to discuss Roman Reigns one more goddamn time, <laughs> it'll lose my head. Like I couldn't deal with it anymore. Exactly. So I'm glad that there's something else. Oh, sorry. There's something else in my time. Like I said, I, I love AEW. I love New Japan. Those are my two favorites. So it's like, please work together, guys. That's all I ask. Make me happy. I will die happy that day. Oh, you know what? Before I get my final thought, there's one person. How could we forget to talk about? I guess it's just because it's so late. Um, Sammy Guevara. How great <laughs> was he on the mic? I was crying, laughing. Uh, tears were coming out of my eyes. I, I, yeah, Randy texted us. Oh, and he's like, yo, Sammy. And I'm like, yo, Wayne is behind us, man. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! I absolutely loved it. I was dying laughing. That was that was great. Unbelievable! Yeah. Hey, listen, listen. The one thing we can't uh, we can't forget is AEW is still a new product. We're in the honeymoon phase, but they're doing really good. They did they, they, they've caught their stride the first three months, eh. but uh, come January they they've been rolling ever since the new year. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, hey, listen. I, I can't, I can't crap on Raw. Raw has been uh, good. It's been refreshing. They've been getting more match time. Guys are getting opportunity. Storylines are fresh. I'm more in, uh, not not to say I'm more intrigued to watch than AEW, but I'm more intrigued to watch Raw than s- certainly a lot more intrigued than uh, watching SmackDown. SmackDown's the same old same every single week. Um, Storylines not great. Uh, NXT, they're kind of like in a sort of like a little bit of a rebuilding mode, kind of, sort of. Not really, though. A couple new faces there. Um, but, uh, yeah, AEW has been great. But let's just keep in mind, it's still the honeymoon phase. Hopefully, they keep the ball rolling. Um, you know, I, I think uh, AEW has the ability to become the uh, number one brand as far as ratings go eventually. So, you know, once they can overtake a Raw or a SmackDown rating, now we're talking for sure. But anyway, thank you guys so much for hopping on, Jay, uh, hopping on tonight, uh, Randy from Back Sports Page, uh, M from uh, Level One Games. Thank you guys so much for hopping on. Um, for those of you who are uh, are watching, uh, listening, you can always follow us on our YouTube channel, Deep Six Pro Wrestling Podcast, uh, also available on Google Play, iTunes, and Spotify. And uh, guys, thank you so much uh, for watching and uh, listening. Um, Don't forget one uh, little thing. We have NXT in your house this Sunday, which I'm excited about. I'm very excited. We're going to see a very good pay-per-view, the debut match of Killer Cross uh, against Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get a match with uh, Timothy Thatcher against uh, uh, Matthew Riddle. Um, they've been tearing it up on the NXT side. We haven't talked much about it. We will eventually, but, uh, so we had an exciting weekend of wrestling, uh, leading into, uh, next week's show. So guys, thank you so much. Have a good night. Thank you guys.